This week on the show, we're talking about the Chrome extensions we can't live without. But first, let's dive into the Nerd Alerts. Hello, this is Justin Vonner, part of the G-Teen Advanced Academics team here at Region 10, and I'm here with the Digital Learning team, and they just launched their newest iteration of a book study over the new pillars of modern teaching, and they would love for you to come join them. You can experience the content of the book through this collaborative online study. And hey, since you enjoy podcasts, check out the Region 10's online learning center for a new course called Podcast PD. There are episodes from different hosts, and you simply listen to one of the podcasts, reflect on those ideas, and then, this is the best part, implement something from the podcast. They'll continue to add content to this course, so check back often. And if you have suggestions for a great episode, let them know. Have you subscribed to the Digital Learning Team's monthly newsletter? In each issue, they share a few of their favorite resources, tools, ideas, and events. You can find all the links to sign up and subscribe in the show notes below. So we're talking about Chrome extensions. And what are Chrome extensions? Chrome extensions are basically just a small software program that customizes your browser experience. And hopefully everyone out there is um, has had an opportunity to explore um, Chrome. Um, that is definitely my favorite browser, and I'm sure uh, Catherine and Ashley would also agree. Absolutely, and so, yes. Um, and if you're using Internet Explorer, uh, we take this opportunity Stop listening. to, to <laughs> um, beg you um, to explore Chrome, and so because um, it has a lot of great functionality. Uh, but Chrome extensions um, really um, allow for you to be able to customize your browser experience. Um, the way Google has designed Chrome. Um, is really to allow for it to be a personalized experience. And Chrome extensions allow for you to be able to do that. They allow for you to be able to have the opportunity to make the the Chrome browser function exactly how you see the best to use it. So um, if you are looking for more tools that would help increase your productivity, um, there are those that are available. Maybe you're a designer. There's also tools that you can use for that. And so there is a lot of variety of things that you can do um, to just kind of add that additional functionality inside of Chrome. And we're going to dive into some of what our favorite Chrome extensions are. And so, and I believe Catherine's going to get us started. Okay, thanks, Al. We are going to add all of the links to these Chrome extensions and the Chrome Web Store to the show notes, of course. But what we want to do is just try to convince you to try some of these um, new or newish extensions. So the first one I want to share is called Loom. And I actually heard about this from our friends in Salina, Tisha and Deb. And they work with a group of student leaders called SWAT. They're SWAT team students who advocate technology. And the kids found the extension. And they were looking for a screencasting tool with a webcam that worked on Chromebooks, worked on any devices, even devices without cameras. And this one, they even created a graphic comparing and contrasting several of cool. the, the popular extensions, and Loom was their favorite. So the thing that I love, or some of the things that I love about Loom, it is one click, so you don't have to do any setup. And I know some of the Chrome extensions and the screencast, you have to set this setting, mm-hmm. and you have to do this. But it is ser- seriously one click, and then you start recording. And you can choose to have a webcam or not. It could just be the screen cast. And so thinking about for teachers or for instructional tech specialists, creating tutorials, that is, I think, really a popular thing to do. It's a lot easier to maybe describe and show and tell rather Mm -hmm. than type it out in an email. And um, sometimes it's even easier just to send a uh, 
face uh, screen recording of like, here's what I'm talking about. And so you can see the expression on people's faces. So thinking about that from a teacher's perspective, but also from a student perspective, if you are trying to create a project and you want to explain your process, mm -hmm. or if you have a presentation and you have slides, you could do a screencast and a narration of your slides. And then you could turn that in for the students to either give peer feedback or for the teacher to give feedback. And so um, Loom is a, a top recommended tool. Um, the other thing that I love about it is that it allows some text at the bottom where you can timestamp particular places in the video. You can also have timestamped comments. It does not allow editing features, but if you want to share a link, you could put a comment. At one minute and 23 seconds, here's the link that I refer to. Um, so those were a few of the features that I loved about Loom, but thinking about creating screencast either as teachers trying to blend their classroom mm -hmm. or as students trying to create things, um, I give this thumbs up. And I shared this at EdCamp this weekend, and it even got shared at the end of the favorite tool of the day that they, oh, they heard about. So, um, so I uh, strongly recommend that. And thanks, Celina SWAT team, for sharing that. Awesome. <laughs> well, my um, one of my new favorite extensions kind of is along the same lines, and it is called IORAD, which is a tutorial builder. And it's it's unlike anything I've ever seen before because it's kind of a combination between a screencast, screencast and like a click sheet. So let's say you wanted to demonstrate how to insert uh, an image in a Google Doc. And so you would literally go through those steps of opening a doc, going to the menu, et cetera, et cetera. And so it records that part as the screencast bit. And then when you're done, it takes everything that you just did, like where you clicked, where you went to, what page you went to, et cetera, and translate that, translates that into text. <gasps> So wow. these, it's, it's magical. Uh -huh. So on the side, you have the text steps in writing, basically, of what you clicked on. And then you have the screenshot bit. So you have both written and visual directions. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Wow. I can't wait to try that. I don't Sounds know like what a kind unicorn. of. unicorn. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I don't know how this is working. And it's kind of creeping me out, yeah. but I'm okay with it. Tech magic is right. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, I've played with it a little bit, um, but I'm excited to kind of actually use it to, I don't know, maybe, I was thinking like maybe um, helping somebody navigate through an online course. Mm -hmm. mm. Um, what other ideas? Well, like I, I think any tech specialist would absolutely love that. Um, thinking about maybe, um, I, I was with some counselors this weekend and thinking about they have online registration now for their schools. Mm -hmm. And so maybe what is the process of going through, here's how you click to schedule your um, classes for next year and doing something like that. And for That's a good idea. For parents yeah. who are trying to sign or, you know, help their kids sign up. So that would be another use that's right in my top of mind. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you for sharing. Yeah. So the one I want to start off with sharing is Checker Plus for Google Drive. Um, this one is actually really cool because it actually, um, it's a Chrome, Chrome extension um, that lives in your browser that allows for you to be able to get notifications when any changes happen to any documents you have in your Google Drive. You just select the folder. And then you can also actually manage everything without even having to open Google Drive. So it works really, really well, especially when you have those documents that you have students, whether they're turning those in, oh, and you yeah. just want to have a quick notification of things happening. It's in your browser, so you can literally look at your browser for a set folder um, that maybe that you have students turning into that folder. So when the assignments come, they hit any revisions, it'll 
also show you all the revisions that have happened to a specific document. Um, so it really is a quick way for you to just kind of get an update without having to dive directly into your drive um, and just to be updated. So That's cool. Can you do that with more than one folder? You, from what I can tell, you can. And so I've done, had some, just played with it a little bit and been able to just kind of set it with mainly one kind of folder and anything inside of that folder. So if you got other folders that are inside of that folder, oh, yes. okay. But um, I need to play with it a little bit more about being able to select folders from different areas and see how those actually, how those notifications come in. Cool. Okay. I'll, another one new to me that I will explore um, my next one that I want to share is primarily for teachers, but also if you're working on peer feedback, this one is called Checkmark, and this is a relatively new Chrome extension from the EdTech team and um, Christopher Craft, who also created Crafty Text, which I use a lot. But this one is um, for giving feedback in Google Docs. And last semester, a teacher in our Digital Fluency Reboot was trying to solve the problem of grading and feedback, wanted to streamline the process. And she taught AP World History, so she always had a ton of essays to grade. And her school or department did not purchase, like, the Turnitin oh, or those yeah. essay checkers or something like that. So we were trying to find some tools to help her streamline the process, but to give good feedback in um, her students work. And so what Checkmark does is within Google Docs, once you install it, you get a, if you highlight text, you get a little tiny pop-up menu with about 15 different abbreviations that are common either grammar errors, like fragments, capitalization, verb tense, or also just improving your writing. So it has repetitive or rephrase or check the citation. And once you click on those little abbreviations, then you get a comment out to the side as a regular comment in your Google Docs. So it alerts the students that check your grammar, check check the phrasing, something like that. So it was very, very quick just to hover and click once you knew those abbreviations. And right now, um, there are no customization features, but she reached out to him and she said, hey, I would really love to do this for the AP standards. You know, can I add some of those? And the, on the website, they're saying, we're working on that. That's something that is um, really requested. They do have the most common errors, I think, but I'm sure teachers would love to personalize those, those comments. And so if you are a teacher, I think this would be fantastic for you for getting that feedback, make it actionable and very specific. Mm -hmm. um, but also if you're really trying to encourage peer feedback in your classes, then you could have the students give peer feedback by, you know, like, oh, can you rephrase mm -hmm. this? Or this doesn't make sense. Or I think you need to check the tent. Or, and so that would help them improve their own writing process. Absolutely. So um, she really loved using the tool. And um, I know that Dr. Kraft is very responsive on social media and um, they are also working on a bunch of other extensions so cool ch so check mark my next recommendation okay I'm up next and okay. those of you that know me know I have a lot of tabs open at all times no, <laughs> oh really <you>. yeah <laughs> I know. so anything that helps me manage that is is greatly appreciated and I came across an extension called tab snooze and it is simply genius <laughs> so for me, tabs are like to-dos in my browser. So I'll be on Twitter or another platform, find an article I'm interested in, but I may not know what I want to do with it. I may not have time to even read it, or I just may not have time for thoughtful organization. 
And so with tab snooze, I don't have to stare at tabs that I can't deal with. So (laughs) a tab will actually disappear, and then I can decide when it will reappear. Yes, you heard that right. So here are my choices. Later today, this evening, tomorrow, this weekend, next week, in a month, someday, (laughs) which you can set that. The the default for someday is three months, by the way. Periodically, or I can pick a date. So I don't have to make, I know this is a resource that is probably valuable, but I don't have time to manage it right now. Mm -hmm. And it can, I can actually disappear until I want to look at it again. What? So then does it just pop up, reappear? um, You can click the extension and go to settings. You can see all of the tabs that you've snoozed. And yes, it will just actually a tab without you knowing what's going on is going to pop up. And that's your resource that you, that you snoozed. So you said that it. Well, you can pick a date. Mm-hmm. Can you also pick the time that it appears? I don't know. I haven't picked a date yet. Let's see. Okay. No, I'm really excited about that. Uh, because Yes, you can pick the time. You can uh-huh. pick awesome. Uh-huh. And so, because uh, I was just thinking it would be crazy getting those all at a random time <laughs> right. um, throughout the day. So, no, that sounds like a great tool. Yeah. And so, so for everyone out there that is um, in need of tab help, <laughs> um, Ashley has a great resource for you. So definitely check that one out. And I'm going to keep in the same vein. Cool. Um, one of my favorite tools is Pocket. And are you guys using Pocket? I used to, but I, I kind of think I need to go back and look at it again. Probably. Yeah, Pocket is one of my favorite because of the fact that you can use it. It's a Chrome extension, but it also is an app that you can download to your um, your mobile device. And you, it works great to be able to just kind of collect videos, articles, anything that you're wanting to kind of come back to at a later time um, and just kind of be able to dive into. So um, it works great for that. But one of my favorite features is that if there's an article that, you're, um, that you actually put in pocket, you actually have the ability on the mobile device to actually listen to that article. And so what? it will read it. Um, to you. So it works great, especially when I'm driving in. It's almost like taking an article and turning it into a podcast where it's just reading it to you and you're able to just kind of get the it's information. Like, it's like Audible for for articles. Oh. That's correct. So that is, um, while there are some other apps that do similar things, I think that's one of the best features, um, the ability to be able to take that and to be able to come back to it. It also has a great um, system of, as you are pocketing things, um, that it will recognize the type of articles that you're interested in and give you articles articles similar to that. So it's a good way to kind of help curate content as well based on things that you've already pocketed. So works really well. And like I said, one of my favorite features <laughs> is the fact that it syncs across devices and anything I find um, on my laptop, I can bring over and I can view it at a later time on my phone or have it actually actually listen to it um, on my phone as well. So, Well, think about that for okay, students. I need to revisit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, think about this for students, though. Mm-hmm. If they have trouble reading, um, then having them hear. And I know there are other tools for, for that as well, mm-hmm. but just trying to think about in the classroom how that would work yeah. um, as well. Or if you just wanted to give the option of oh, you can either read or listen to this this information yeah so that's great good find okay so one more and about um classrooms and thinking about instruction um kind of related to that and this one has had a lot of buzz recently it's called insert learning and it is it is getting a lot of love but i really think it deserves it um i first heard about it from the cultural pedagogy podcast and it has been shared with um, like our Twitter chat for EdTech coaches and some other podcasts. 
But what this allows you to do is you can turn a web page into an interactive document. So you can add questions that could be answered by an individual, or you can add a discussion kind of question where all of us could respond. Hmm. You can highlight text and add pop-ups. So thinking about um, ESLs, like defining words, yeah. how they have in their um, test um, accommodations, they have the, the word, what does podcast mean? And then a little pop-up that comes up. You can add sticky notes that will allow more text description, um, but here's a really cool thing. You can add videos into your sticky notes, either from YouTube mm -hmm. or from your webcam yourself. And so if you needed explanation about this paragraph, don't know what this means, well, here's another video to explain that. Or here's the teacher saying, hey, I really want you to focus on this one paragraph because it's really going to be at the heart of the research that we're doing. Um the magical, since we've talked about magical yes. things that these Chrome extensions are doing, <laughs> um, this also works on published Google Docs. So I think this could completely transform HyperDocs. Instead yeah. of going out to Padlet, going out to all these other mm -hmm. platforms, every single thing that you would want to do with a HyperDoc, the collaboration, the formative assessment. Feedback, the, possibly. Uh, the feedback, the additional resources, the scaffolding, mm -hmm. that could all be done with insert learning in a published Google Doc. So, um, you like you, I've heard the buzz about it. I haven't had a chance to look at it. And now I'm just, I can't wait to, get yes, to go yes. and look at it. And so, the, again, all of the participants, all of the students have to install the extension. Mm -hmm. But once you um, receive a document that has been I guess, insert learned. <laughs> what, yeah, what is the tense for um, that? Um, you get a notification, like, install this extension. So it, it, it prompts you to oh, cool. install that extension. And then, um, of course, use your Google account. So when you're responding, the teacher gets feedback Ashley has responded, and you can see Ashley and Al are in this discussion question. So, yeah. Wow, I'm blown away. Yeah. It's, Truly. It is fantastic. Okay, so. I just installed it. I'll have to play with that later today. Okay, well, I'll send you my um, little sample lesson that I've tried. So I'll that, do it, yes. So you can see what it looks like, and so I can see what it looks like from a teacher's perspective. Perfect. Awesome. All right. Ashley, okay. you have something else? I do. I have one. It's an oldie but a goodie, and um, it's awesome screenshot. Mm -hmm. It's been around a while, but what I found recently is that people don't know that you can use awesome screenshot to capture an entire web page, not just like the screenshot of the visible part, but the entire thing. Oh, so nice. It was so nice. I just used it um, to capture a recipe online <laughs> the other day, um, and I needed the whole page. So right. it, it's just just another thing to, if you forgot about that feature, Awesome Screenshot does it. Great reminder, because there are those scrolling pages. It's below the, the fold, yep. and you, you need it all. Yep. So yay, thanks for yep. that. Okay, so if you guys will allow, I'll do just kind of a short public service announcement. <laughs> and so, and that is with Chrome extensions. Uh, we've talked about Chrome extensions, some of the ones that we are really excited about, and what a Chrome extension is. Um, but one of the things I always like to just mention is that um, you can dive into the web store and find a number of different Chrome extensions, some that would work best for you, and I would highly encourage you to do that. But when you're doing that, I would I would have you keep in mind. Uh, making sure that you're using good digital citizenship and actually vetting 
the ones that you're actually selecting. Mm -hmm. Obviously, the ones that we've looked at, we've either played with or tried on some level, and we feel pretty comfortable recommending them to you. But there has there have been a lot of cases where there have been Chrome extensions that have gotten into the store that are malice software, and we want to make sure that you're aware of that. So a couple of things to kind of keep in mind is when you're looking and clicking on the Chrome extension, is one of the good indicators of whether it's something that's usable is if you look at the user count. So or how many people have actually used this um, extension. So if you actually click on the extension and then go into it, you'll see right below the title, you'll see the person who's offering it, and then you'll see a, kind of a rating. Mm -hmm. um, and then off to the right, you'll see how many users are actually using that Chrome extension. So that's a good indicator for you to know. The other thing is... Um, be careful when you see reviews that are where there's three rev three reviews and it's five and it's been around for a long time and so that's probably mom dad and brother that have <laughs> so just be mindful of that that if it hasn't been used very much you may be one of those early adopters that potentially could run into an issue um, but just be mindful that you may want to do a little bit more research before you install it or especially have students install that as an extension. Um, but just kind of keep those things in mind. Obviously, if it has a high score um, um, where it's been rated um, five out of five stars and there's a high number count next to that, that's a pretty good indicator that that's an, an extension that's worth giving a try. So just keep those things in mind. Um, and I think that'll help keep you safe um, and also just kind of get you into having a good experience with Chrome extensions. So back to the extensions. <laughs> so my extension that I want to share is one that it, that helps me out a lot, um, especially when I am presenting. Um, and that is called Keep Awake. And so um, I am on a Mac. And so I've used... Um, a little apps that were called, one was called Caffeine, and basically it turned off your screensaver and turned off your computer to put its ability oh, yeah. to put itself to sleep. So Keep Awake will actually do the same thing. It'll actually help power manage your device. So it'll actually keep your device from falling asleep. And so and we've all been there where we've you're giving a presentation, next thing you know, screensaver pops up, and, or there's something that pops up that just... Um, doesn't allow for um, you to continue or for people to see what you have on the screen. So Keep Awake is a great one um, just to use in the classroom, um, especially to avoid some of those potential issues that happen with power management. So. Cool. Well, I'm so glad you brought up your little public service announcement because I think that we get a little bit extension happy, and it is very important that the extensions are vetted. And I know there are a lot of resources out, best extensions for teachers, mm -hmm. best extensions for educators, or best extensions for students. And so before you just start clicking and um, installing away, start with maybe those lists. And again, look, is it from a reputable source? Mm -hmm. Is it from Google? Is it from um, someone that you know, Alice Keeler or something? And, right. then, and then you can trust those extensions. So Yeah, and I, th I think it's also important to keep in mind is that these just because an extension has an issue or you run into an issue doesn't mean it's a bad extension. There is obviously an opportunity for you to share your experience with the developer and allow them to help improve that. A lot of times you can, you'll be amazed at the response you'll get from developers who want to make their product better. So I would encourage you to, if you're having or run into an issue or see opportunity for an additional feature to happen, there is a way for you to contact a developer through the app or through the Chrome Web Store and just be able to share that feedback. But I would highly encourage you just to kind of jump in and give extensions a, a try. And I'm glad you mentioned, Catherine, the fact that there are, you can do Google searches for Chrome extensions for teachers and mm -hmm. educators. But I would also encourage you just don't be overwhelmed 
by the length of those lists because a lot of times those lists can be very right. long. Um, but there's still, um, like I said, the really the benefit is going to become going to come from from you jumping in and just giving it a try and seeing which ones work best because the Chrome experience should be personalized for each individual. All right. So lots of great ideas. And I learned something new from from your recommendations and um, hope that you heard something that will increase your productivity or help transform some things um, teaching and learning in your classroom or help with your students. So Yeah, so I'll get us out of here. Thank you for joining us today. If you have a favorite Chrome extension, we'd love to hear from you. You can find us on Twitter at DigLearnRadio. Also, please take a moment to rate and review us wherever you listen to podcasts and check out the show notes for the resources we referred to today. Mm-hmm.